Good morning, everybody, and welcome to the podcast version of the Hardcore Mortgage Real Estate Business Show. It is Wednesday, May 6th, and uh, weather's starting to turn a little good now, guys. I can't believe it's going to snow this weekend here in Michigan, but it is going to snow. It's going to get down to 22 degrees. I've got uh, with me our uh, astute panel, over 100 years of mortgage banking experience. I have Miss Rebecca Alley, also known as Becky. Hi, Beck. Hey everyone, happy birthday to my sister and my soon-to-be mother-in-law today. There you go, love it, happy birthday. And Lisa Lawson we have, hi Lisa. Morning, everybody. Hi, and we have Mr. Harvey Freed. Hello. Morning, Harv, and we have John Cole. Hey John, what's happening? What's up guys, how are you today? Good, as always, our show is produced and directed by the uh, infamous Roberto Beauchene, he's behind the scenes right now. Hardcore Mortgage Real Estate Business Show brought to you by Capital Mortgage Funding, powered by Fairway Independent Mortgage, Equal Housing Lender, and MLS number 2289. We got to put that out there. And ladies and gentlemen, um, got a couple topics to go over. I know each of you have an individual topic to go over. We're sitting here starting the ninth week of a lockdown in Michigan, but there is hope on the horizon because guess what? On Friday, the governor is allowing realtors and real estate transactions to go through the traditional way. What's the traditional way? Realtors are going to be able to go ahead and show homes. I, I guess we're pretty excited about that, even though we've been closing transactions via people for virtually viewing properties, driving by, and then going in the home with the inspector. So my topic for the day is, is that everybody's asking, what's the home real estate market looking like? Well, since we've been on an eight to nine week lockdown, my feeling is there's a pent up demand for housing in our area because we've been on a lockdown and we've been on a pause. I can only tell you this, that last week when the governor announced that she was going to open it up for realtors, my phone was ringing off the hook. And I can tell you this, that my clients, one in particular, sight unseen, went to make an offer on a house. In other words, sight unseen, they didn't go into the house. They put in an offer on a house. The house was, they were outbid by $25,000 on a wow. $400,000 house. And the people that outbid them waived the inspection. You know how we feel about waiving the inspection. So this leads me to believe, exactly, let's all shake our head. No, don't waive an inspection. Okay, this leads me to believe, and all indications I'm getting from my people, ladies and gentlemen, I want you to comment on it. Is there a, uh, a pent-up demand for housing? Becky. Yes. Um, obviously, I mean, you're going to have some buyers coming into a very, very competitive market because they were uncomfortable making these offers. It takes a, a person that really wants that house to make an offer without actually going to the home, looking at the home, and to waive the home inspection. I mean, you're not even, I like to feel and touch things and look at it. I mean, so for you to walk into a house, I mean, I hope that house is everything that that person wanted and more to do so. So yeah, I mean, you have a competitive market. People have been wanting to get out. The rules are going to be a little bit different, so I think we should touch on that a little bit for people in a home, but um, it's definitely going to be a seller's market this year because of the lack of the inventory or surplus that's going to be coming in in a very short amount of time. Sure. Yeah. Lisa Lawson, what say you? Yeah, same thing. I'm, you know, exactly what Becky said. I hate to reiterate the same thing, but we've got people who've been on hold, right? They started looking, now they're on pause. 
you know, they were anxious to move before. A lot of people are trying to get their kids into school districts. Some of these school districts, you know, I know there's a lot of uncertainty, but some of them have speculated about starting early to make up some time. So, you know, we've got a lot going on here and people are really anxious to get going and getting out there. Um, beautiful. You know. Yeah, beautiful. I think it's right. I think, and there's a pent up demand for listings. New houses are going to be coming on the market, right, John? Yeah, it's uh, it's going to be crazy. Um, you know, like like you were saying, um, the uh, the you know, people are buying sight unseen, and it, things are going through right now as it as it is. Uh, but you know, as soon as this is lifted, there's a lot of people that have been playing by the rules to the to the T. So as soon as this is li this is lifted, lifted, they're going to be allowed to get out there and take a look and not feel any pressure from social social judgment. Um, by looking at houses and getting out there and doing what they need to do. So I think this is going to really explode. I think it's going to be a crazy bidding war. I've been saying this to a lot of people. <laughs> we also have to take into account is that kids, you don't have to worry about kids not being in school right now. Um, you know, they can do their online schoolwork from wherever. So you can move right now, not have to disrupt a kid's classroom. And that's a lot of the, lot, a lot of times that's what people are waiting for is for school to get out so that they can make that change at that point. Right. Beautiful. Harvey Free, what, what do you have to weigh in on I this like subject? That, Don. Don, that's a great point. I always, every buyer we've ever met and had pre-approved, they've gone out there, they made a lot of offers on homes. I can tell you how often someone misses out on a house, but they never regret it. What's meant to be is meant to be. There was a song written about it. I can't sing it. It might've been the Florida Georgia line. What's let it be, let it be. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's a good sense of what's going on with the inventory. John, I think your point's well taken too. In the past, we wanted to wait for the kids to get out of school. So that's helping that other side of the situation, our bad situation. But I want to tell any buyer out there, don't let your guard down. As Harry mm -hmm. said, uh, get the inspection done. There's a lot of inventory about to hit. A lot of my realtor friends, I already see them on Facebook, social media starting to blow up with all the open houses that are going to be coming. Real, not the open houses as much, but the uh, showings that are going to be coming because the inventory is hitting the marketplace. Yeah, it's going to be a big rush uh, for new new inventory, but those buyers, you need to make sure that you're hitting us up for that bona fide pre-approval because more so than not, that documentation or that pre-approval is going to be that deciding factor whether you maybe your offer is looked at and taken seriously or it might not be because there's going to be people crawling out of the sewers now, dying to get out of the house, dying to see these houses. And if you don't have a well-recent pre-approval that's dated you know, March 15th or sooner, you might be bypassed. Yep. Great point. Yeah. Like, so yeah. I'll tell you this. So everybody, you heard the expert opinion of our experienced panel there. So to wrap up that topic is there is a pent up demand. We all agree. We're four for four on this, right? We're four for four. We all agree. Or can I not count properly? One, two, three, four, maybe we're five for five. We can all agree that there is a pent-up demand for housing, specifically in our market area because we've been on lockdown. We're seeing the activity, all of our panels, realtors, Harvey, John, Lisa, and Becky, as well as mine, all of our retails are really excited to get back on the road and going out there. All right, so there's that topic. Uh, Becky, what's your topic for the day? Um, refinances, obviously. Um, you know, that topic, you know, refinance is in vogue right now. We're in a, uh, a market where the rates are the lowest they've been in history. I mean, we saw a little bit of a rate increase when this pandemic first started taking over. The government came in hot and heavy and it made the rates artificially inflate. 
some lenders raise their rates defensively. So right now the market is starting to settle back to where it was prior. And that's a good thing for our buyers. We had, you know, home values at the highest level that they have been since the great recession that we our recession that we experienced. So you have a lot of people that are cashing in on home equity. They are using it to either do home improvements or debt consolidation. Um, something that I want to just touch on as far as the debt consolidation element of that is you can save a lot of money by rolling, you know, your high interest credit card debts, right? So if you're paying 18%, you can get a 30 year fix, let's just say at three and a quarter. So that says that sounds good to me, right? However, the devil's advocate side of me needs to point out that if we can pay off your debt or you're coming to me and saying, Becky, I want to use the equity in my home. I got student loans. I put kids through college. I need some wiggle room here. Okay. Let's just say you roll in all this debt and we save you $1,000 a month. If I do this or you decide to do this and then you turn around and you then use your credit cards all over again, what is the point of that? That's going to be putting you in a worse off position than you start in the beginning. So you can use your home equity. You can use it to do things. You can improve your home. But I would be remiss to not point out that we can do what makes sense for you. But if you are going to use your home equity, your equity in your home to pay off debt, please be financially responsible and don't shoot yourself in the foot and re um, rack up those credit cards because that um, we're not trying to put you in a bad spot, right? Same with shorting your terms, right? You can have a 30-year fix. <laughs> yeah, cut them up. I can, if you can't see uh, Harry, he's like, cut up those credit cards. So I have a gentleman. We saved him $1,000 a month. That was last year. He's calling me again this year. Becky, life happened. You know, I would like to do it again. And we had a hard, honest conversation. Um, you know, I'm not his mom. I'm not his dad. But he values my opinion. And we have a good relationship. So after we looked at it, we decided that there was another avenue he could take versus using that equity. And we just focused on reducing the payment and, you know, doing another 30 or taking him from a 15 to a 30. So there's a million different things that we can talk about when refinances are, you know, in your, in the wheelhouse right now for everybody, give us a call. Your credit score is going to come into play as well. Um, and we'll sit down. We'll have honest, hard conversations. We're not going to be just the yes man. And we're not afraid to tell you. Yeah, that's really the most important part now of refinancing, specifically taking uh, cash out to pay off debt is the credit score. Becky, good point on that. Anybody else? Uh, I mean, I think that's a great point, Becky. It's, you know, it, refinancing programs are changing They're different today than they were on Thursday. So mm -hmm. it's, you know, it's twofold that, you know, what you've brought up, it, you know, is the center to what I talk about every single day. One, pre-approvals. Programs are different Thursday than they are today. So make sure you get that updated pre-approval. And also, you know, make sure that you're doing the right thing with your refinance and it makes sense and you're, you're doing something to make yourself succeed, not fail. Right. Yeah. I mean, you have your biggest asset that you can wait, make work for you. So make it work for you. Let's make the right choices and let's talk about it. You don't have to walk the plank alone. You know, we have the expertise as Harry, let's point out a hundred years of experience. I'm obviously not a hundred years old, so I'm blended in with my great colleagues. But with that being said, we've been around long enough to know what to look for. And we're here to help you. We're going to give you our honest opinion. We're going to guide you and do I want to save everyone $1,000 a month? Yes. Is it realistic? No. Maybe we need to just shorten your term. Maybe we need to take advantage of a 15-year rate. Whatever it is and whatever you're calling us at Capital Mortgage Funding for, we're going to guide you. We're going to help you. And 
as John was pointing out, things are changing every day. Right. What happens in the world right now is going to delay what happens in the mortgage industry by two, three months. I want to jump in there quick on Becky's topic on refinancing, Lisa, and then I'll give the floor to you. Um, the one thing I has really caught my eye about refinancing clients right now is I'm looking at a lot of clients that did a 30 year mortgage and now I'm doing amortization schedules and showing them the 15 year. But the number one pops out to me, John, all of you guys are, would see this. When we look at a client who has a 30 year mortgage, either a year or two ago, boy, that balance just doesn't move down. And when you grab your 15 year fixed client or your 20 year fixed client that you did it last year, you refinanced them last year, the year before, you could just see it right there on the amortization schedule on their payoff. The 15 year loan is the way to go. It's the number one thing that popped out to me on refinancing is that how much lower the balances are when we go ahead and take a look at a client we just refinanced a year or two ago who has that shorter term. That's all. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Lisa? All righty. Lisa Lawson, what's your topic? Well, I was just going to. I was just going to a little bit piggyback on that is that, you know, I think everybody here with all of our experience, we always have the customer's um, needs and, and their best interest at heart. So I had a straight conversation with someone yesterday. They intend on selling their house within the year and they thought maybe they should refinance. They already have a great rate in the higher threes on a 30 year. Um, but he's like, shouldn't I refinance to get a rate maybe even lower at still a 30 year or possibly a 20 or 15. And I said, if you're realistically selling your house in the next six to nine months, we would be rolling all that cost in. All we're doing is increasing what your future payoff would be and reducing your equity. And I think all of us here always have the borrower's best interest. Um, it doesn't necessarily make sense to increase you know, a loan amount because he wanted to roll in all his costs by three, four, five thousand dollars with his escrow to save 40 bucks if he's gonna sell it. So I think all of us are trying to make sure that our borrowers are in the best scenario for them based on their you know, somewhat long-term goals. And I think all of us, you know, are really good about having that conversation with them saying, this is what you're going to, you're going to be in this house next year. You're planning on being here five years. How long is it going to take to reduce the cost of these refinance? And I think if you're really caring and you're listening to your borrower, the answer is sometimes no. Yes, the rates are slightly lower, but this doesn't make sense for you right now because you're going to be moving in six months. Why would we do that to you? I can so, tell you, Lisa, because I am a hundred years old and I have all that <laughs> experience that we are one of the only companies that will turn down a loan because it's not in the buyers right. and the borrowers, our clients' best interest. There are plenty of reasons why people refinance. Uh, Harvey stated it because you know we don't we don't like to see somebody's balance not go down. The object of taking out a loan is paying it down. Now, however, that is some people need cash flow. Some people, it's more important to save the two three hundred dollars a month and reset it to a thirty year than going ahead and trimming down the term to a 25 or a 20. It just depends on the client's needs. But if it's not in the client's best interest, Lisa Lawson, uh, I'm not doing it. I tell people go somewhere else because I know in my good, in my heart and my conscience, I have to lay my head down on my pillow. It's not the right thing for the borrower to right. do. I wish more lenders would do that, but I, I don't really, I can't say what they do over there. I could, but nobody would like it. Uh, they they certainly wouldn't like it. I just know what we do here. Harvey Freed, what's your topic, buddy? And we're going to give John Cole the last word because we're going to wrap this up in about eight minutes. Oh, great. My topic is documentation. What's needed, the paperwork that's needed in order to get a mortgage, whether it be a refinance or a purchase. I'm going to focus on the purchase side. 
the number one thing out there, as John mentioned, is going to be your strong offer, your offer, your real approval letter, not pre-approval. Let's get rid of that word pre. If you have not taken your documents over to your lender, email, fax, carrier, pigeon, whatever it might be, then you don't have an approval and you're, you're setting yourself up for a less strong offer, a, a more a, a counter offer for sure if it doesn't say approved and ready to go. A strong approval letter when the listing agent can call the lender up and state that they can close in 30 days, it means everything nowadays. So documents, whether your tax returns, your W-2s, your pay stubs, your bank statements, your divorce judgments, um, if you have other liens out there, these are all the documents that are required in order to have a true approval in your hand. And I just got off the phone before the podcast started with a real estate agent saying she's three months, they haven't been able to close a deal at another lender. And sure enough, it's a bad, it's a pre-qual letter and there's a pre-approval letter and they weren't able to get the mortgage solidified. And here we are three months later and they still haven't closed on the purchase. So my, my topic, documentations, find out what you need and really get on a real approval letter. I don't use the word that's it. Yeah. yeah, well, Harvey, shouldn't we work backwards? I mean, shouldn't you really work backwards on a transaction, on a purchase? Shouldn't you really start with where are you getting the money to come up with? I mean, go ahead and elaborate on that, somebody. Tell me about that. Hi, Lisa. Well, I was actually about to say something else. I was going to okay. say, you know, the reality is if you're out there shopping for a house, any realtor really worth their salt should be saying your pre-approval letter should probably be dated within the past couple of weeks especially after everything with this COVID mess, they want to make sure that you are still approved. There's so many industries that have furloughs or reduced time. And, you know, most agents, they're going to most likely ask you to update your approval letter. Now we've been going through, and I'm sure all my colleagues have as well, and providing updated approvals, calling people saying, what's going on? Are you working? Are you not? You know what I mean? So we can make sure that, you know, everything is up to par, but you know, in this type of market, things change so quickly that your approval letter you had six weeks ago might not be worth anything. People aren't going to take that as seriously as if you have something that you just updated, you know, For to sure. prove that I'm serious, you know, I'm still working or I can still afford this even if I have a 20% reduction in pay or whatever their, your situation may be. They want to know that it's been reviewed recently. Yeah. Um, and so I think that's super important to connect with the lo your loan officer, whether it's me, Becky, John, Harvey, whoever, and make sure that you have the most updated information and that that information is accurate and that your approval letter is very, very recent. I think that's super important right now in this market. That's yeah. excellent. Like, yeah, what do you think? Excellent. Mm -hmm. Mr. Yeah. Cole. All right. So my topic is twofold. I'm going to um, start with just uh, a mortgage related thing. And then I want to know quickly what each one of you want to do when we're out of this lockdown. What's your first thing you want to do? So I'll start <laughs> with the scenario that I have is um, on a purchase, we're getting more and more property inspection waivers. Mm -hmm. On a purchase, if you get a property inspection waiver and your client asks you, what should they do? How do you advise them? My scenario is that the we had a client who is buying a home and they know that the pool is going to have issues. And I know that the pool is not always part of the appraisal inspection, but it might be so visible for the appraiser that it might cause a disruption in the transaction. The client is choosing to not do an appraisal because of it, because they have a P they're putting 30% down and they've got a uh, property inspection waiver on it. And, you know, I said, you know, that's great. It's the only thing is, is make sure you have a strong inspection for the rest of the house because you don't want something to be missed. And 
make sure that your realtor is really doing the topic that they are uh, doing the job that they should be doing to make sure that the house is worth what you're buying it for, because that's really what the appraisal is all about. Mm -hmm. Now, my thing that I'm going to be doing when I first get out of uh, this down this quarantine is I'm going to I want to have a cookout at my place, have people over so that we can everyone get back together and get, you know, catch up and get a little bit back to normal. I'm in. I'm yeah. hungry right now, John. Hopefully we're all excited, yeah. <laughs> so what do you, you got, Harv? John, I'll go, I'll go next on that. Yeah, I like the idea on the pools. It's really interesting with any pool out there and families. They're just starting to open up the pools now. And again, I think in a couple weeks, or, or maybe now you can have the pool company come there, open the pool. Now you're going to get a professional to come over there, open the pool with that family. The new buyer should have the opportunity, and a lot of agents communicate that, so they can meet someone to open up the pool and go over how the pool functions. And at that point, they can check all of the functionality of it. If you're not able to open the pool now and the family doesn't want to spend the money, then we have seen a lot of money, just a little additional money being put in an escrow account on the side, $2,500 up to $5,000, allowing for a qualified pool inspection, maybe after the fact. So yeah, but let's not confuse a, a property inspection waiver. That means the appraisal. A property inspection waiver doesn't mean we're going to tell our clients that they shouldn't get an inspection. All right. So that can be a confusing term. If they do have a pool, they should have a pool inspector specifically. Go ahead and take a look at that. Also, Harvey, one of Harvey's favorite topics is if somebody has a well and septic, Harvey, get into that. What's, who, who should they be hiring to inspect that well and septic? Well, a lot of the counties will handle them, Harry, but usually the agents in this counties, and again, I just did one from up north, so it, it was a combination, licensed well and septic companies, they run the information through the county, and uh, you, you do need to have those on all well and septics. Um, I mentioned it often on the show, Harry, that many of the septics are failing across Michigan and throughout the United mm -hmm. States just due to their age alone, and it's an expensive repair. So back to that uh, John situation, property inspection waiver, purely on the appraisal, the inspections and a pool inspection. A lot of times, even including a home inspection, Harry, or a pool inspection, you can put this money or a well inspection or a septic. You can put additional money on the side in case things can be looked at later if you can't get the proper people out there now. So I like that idea that at least that the families talk about it ahead of time. One other thing on those pools, John, a lot of families have used the same pool company to uh, service the pool since day one. And sometimes you can ask them for their pool records. So just very important. No one wants to buy a gorgeous house and have an unfunctioning pool in their backyard, a hole in the ground. So uh, it, obviously important to enjoy that and get that pool running uh, properly. So you're okay with the property inspection waiver, which was my topic. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So to go around the horn, last words, we're going to start with John Cole. Go away, get Becky last word, and then I'm going to sign off. Mr. Cole, what say you? Well, uh, you know, I'm just happy that we are still busy and, and that we're still able to uh, help families out. Thank you for all your business and your uh, loyalty. And let's keep it rolling. Mr. Free. Uh, double back on that for sure. Thanks, everyone, for their loyalty. Call Capital Mortgage Funding, 1-800-LOW-RATE. You're going to save on money. And as you hear every week on podcasts and our radio show, we care about our clients. We want them to do the right thing. Come to us for professional advice. Lisa Lawson. Yeah, I just want to reiterate, you know, we I work for a great company and I tell, tell people that all the time. I couldn't be happier working here because I think everybody here really, truly cares about the borrower's interest. You know, the answer isn't always yes to a refi that sometimes you have to say things that you don't want to. Sometimes you have to deliver hard news. Things don't always go as planned in, in transactions. But I think we all here do it with um, 
grace. We always want to make sure that the borrowers are, you know, in the best situation they possibly can be. And um, I'm just really thankful that we're all here working together and getting this done. Yeah. I mean, why would you want to work with a stranger when you can work with people that are going to treat you like family? That's what we all do. We're going to treat you like we want someone to treat our mom, our dads, our brothers, our sisters, right? We're in a time that no one has been experiencing before. Level heads are always going to prevail. We are going to be all really busy. You need to have patience. We're here to make sure that your offer stands out amongst everyone else if you're looking to purchase. And on your refinance transactions, we're going to make sure that we get you in the proper programs that suit your needs, whether it's debt consolidation, home improvements, shorten the term, or maybe you just need a little bit of breathing room and you need to save some money. So give us a call always on our personal cell phones at the office. We're always going to be available. We appreciate you. And we're, it's nice to see some light at the end of the tunnel that the economy is starting to get moving again. I know everyone's itching to get out there. Um, I didn't get a chance to answer uh, John's last topic, but I'm excited to get into contact and see my friends, see my family, hug everyone, see my nieces and nephews. I mean, um, it's crazy. I mean, what we're, this is not normal, but it's been a new normal for us. So I can't wait to see everyone. And when this thing evaporates or whatever goes down, um, let's not take anything for granted. Yeah, I'm going to get on a plane, I think, to wrap this up. I think the first thing I want to do is get on a plane, go see my kids. I haven't been able to see them for a long period of time. So spend some time with family. Want to give a shout out to all the healthcare workers, all the doctors and nurses right now. It is National Nurses Week right here. So I want to thank them. I, I understand that here in Metropolitan Detroit, at least, the cases are starting to go down. They're less and less each day. Uh, shout out to the doctors and nurses who are taking care of everybody during this. And uh, last but certainly not least, as I always try to do, I want to thank you guys for being who you are, taking care of our people, taking care of our clients. We try to take care of everybody. And your health and safety is our primary issue. And we want to give everybody good advice, good, solid advice. So. Once again, wrapping up the Hardcore Mortgage Real Estate and Business Podcast today on May 6, 2020. For John Cole, Harvey Freed, Lisa Lawson, Becky Alley, and Roberto Beauchene, who's in the booth. Love, Roberto. Stay safe, everybody. Love you all. Let's be safe, and we'll talk to you next week. Thank you. Bye. Uh,